TCN Mornings, a brief daily presentation for kids and parents, starts in 3, 2, 1. The choice is yours, so choose with care. Jim Lord here. To help or hurt, to keep or share. And we're on now. You'll find the world's not always fair. Yeah, I know. But kindness is the answer. Right here on TCN Mornings and everywhere. Well, it's a Thursday morning. It's the 17th day of June, and today is National Eat Your Vegetables Day. Yep, National Eat Your Vegetables Day. Well, what fun is that? Wait, did I say what fun is that? No, I meant... How fun that is! You know, food is fuel for your body. If you have a car, or a lawnmower, or a go-kart, or a motorcycle, you want the purest appropriate fuel for it, don't you? So it'll run like it's designed to run. If you put junk fuel in it, it's going to break down. It's going to just spit and sputter. And eventually it'll just die, right? Yeah, you know it will. Well, you know it's the same with your body. If you want your body to consistently have the energy it needs, and if you want it to remain healthy, put the kind of fuel in it that was designed for it, instead of all the junk that a lot of people eat and then wonder why there's so much sickness in America. Vegetables. That's where the nutrients are that our bodies need to be strong, healthy, and energetic, and stay that way as we get older. So what do you do on National Eat Your Vegetables Day? Well, you eat some vegetables, and let this be the first day of building the habit of eating vegetables every day. Well, today's story is about a man who actually was kind of a sickly child, but he developed a keen interest in food and plants, and he grew up to be a scientist, but he was so much more. His name was George Washington Carver, and his story is called The George Washington Carver Story, which starts right now. A hero is a person who does special things to help others. Every hero starts out as a child, and every child can choose to become a hero. The Character Network presents The Beginning of a Famous Hero. Milk, butter, cheese, candy, coffee, pickles, flour, soap, paper? No, that's not somebody's grocery list. Those are just a few of the 300 different things one amazing man learned to make from a plain old peanut that most people would just pop into their mouths and never give much thought to. But George Washington Carver gave everything a lot of thought, and he seemed to be able to make something out of anything. When he was a baby, though, he was not healthy. As George grew, he could not work in the fields like his older brother because he was too small and not very strong. So he stayed at the house of the lady his mother had worked for and helped out there. He became an excellent gardener, and he learned a great deal about raising plants and beautiful flowers. The more this little boy learned about things, the more he wanted to learn. But George was 10 years old before there was a school for him to attend. Later, in high school and in college, George worked hard doing different jobs for people to help provide his own food, clothes, and school books. 
When he finally grew up and became a famous scientist, he gave away a lot of the money he earned to help other young people get an education. Helping others is what he lived for, and for that, George Washington Carver became a real hero. I'm Jim Lord. That's what I know about the beginning of this hero, and I know that you can become a hero, too. So can you imagine not being able to go to school until you were 10 years old? What do you think that would be like? How, how do you think George would have felt about starting school at four or five years of age like we do? Also, George was very unhealthy as a baby and as a young child. How do you think the world might have been different if he had died then? And finally, George was mostly concerned about helping others. What are some ways you help or would like to help others? Just some questions to ask yourself on this Thursday morning. Okay, still to come, another visit with my old Irish pappy, the question of the day, and a reflection of your future. So don't go away. Right now, though, I wanted to talk about my book. It's called Mr. Delaney's Mirror. It's about a student in Mr. Delaney's class who gets a glimpse of her own personal future self and the life she will be having when she's like 30 years old. Her name was Bay Chandler, and uh, her future, according to the mirror, was not a happy one. The rest of the book follows Bay through middle school, high school, and college. It shows step-by-step step what she did to take her from the person she was in Mr. Delaney's class to the future Bay she wanted to be instead of the one she saw in the mirror. You can order your copy of the book on Amazon.com or anywhere books are sold online. Just Google Mr. Delaney's Mirror. Mr. Delaney's Mirror. Check it out. Well now, let's take a journey back in time to visit the memory of my old Irish pappy. A man just full of wisdom about life and how to live it better. Certainly every situation will not be without some negative. But nothing good is ever accomplished by discussing your problems with people who can't help you. It works out much better to take positive action and logically talk out your problems and misunderstandings with people who can help you. That's right. As you go through life, every situation will not be without some negative. But nothing good is ever accomplished by discussing your problems with people who can't help you. That's just griping. It works out much better to take positive action and logically talk out problems or misunderstandings with people who can help. Don't just gripe about problems to your friends, and certainly don't go posting it on social media. Yeah, don't do that. So here we go on this Thursday morning with the question, question of, of the, the day. day. In the story earlier, I told you about George Washington Carver. But a couple of things I didn't tell you is when and where he lived. So uh, that's your question. 
When and where did George Washington Carver live? When and where did George Washington Carver live? If you know, email your answer to myanswer at tcnmornings.com. Tell us your first name, your city and state, and of course your answer. And uh, the first correct answer will be featured right here tomorrow. That email address again is myanswer at tcnmornings.com. So about yesterday's question, as you know, yesterday was National Fudge Day. Oh, yeah. And while we had some things to say about fudge, uh, we didn't talk about where fudge originated because we didn't know. So that was your question. Who first made fudge? What was he or she attempting to make instead? Because we think fudge was an accident, right? And when did this happen? Well, Carson from Bristol, Tennessee says that Nobody really knows the exact origin of fudge, but many people believe it was a delicious accident and that it was created in the United States. One story says it started out as a batch of caramel, or caramel if you prefer that pronunciation. And another story says it started out as a chocolate fondue. Either way, something went wrong, and it turned out to be what we love and call fudge. And uh, maybe the name fudge came from the word fudge, which is a verb, uh, meaning to conceal the truth or to mislead. Well, that sounds reasonable to me. We, we can neither confirm nor deny that answer. So uh, good job, Carson. And uh, you see right there, right there, a good reason to always accurately preserve history. Of course, that's probably the least of the good reasons to accurately preserve history, but, but that's a whole other subject, and, and maybe we'll talk about that sometime. All righty then, looking ahead, just one more quick segment for you. But as for me, I'll see you tomorrow for the Friday, yes, Friday edition of TCN Mornings right here on the Character Network. Up next, a reflection of your future for deeper thinkers. Dedicated to teaching positive personal vision for today's young people, the Character Network presents Jim Lord. Everybody knows somebody who absolutely cannot admit when he or she is wrong about something. For all of us, admitting wrong and saying, I'm sorry, is hard to do, so a lot of people simply don't. Of course, three things then occur. Relationships deteriorate, friends are lost, and conflict grows. So how can you avoid these problems? The answer is really pretty easy. Stop thinking everybody expects you to be perfect. And stop letting pride get in your way when it comes to righting a wrong. Just sincerely say, I'm sorry. Sincerity, there's the key word. Because if you're truly sincere when you apologize, whatever the offense, it is less likely to occur again, and relationships can get back to normal a lot sooner. For the Character Network, I'm Jim Lord, with a reflection of your future. This has been a presentation of TCN, the Character Network, tcnmornings.com.